Hi, I'm Ava Hartling. Welcome to a special edition of the Brand is Female podcast. This week, we're doing things a little differently in light of the COVID-19 pandemic. I've been asking women whose advice I trust to share their views and tips for listeners on how to deal with the situation we're currently facing. Today's interview features Jackie Leonardini, energy healer, certified life coach, and co-founder of Wellsoul Workshops. Before we get to our conversation, I want to thank our sponsors. This season of our podcast is brought to you by TD Bank Group, Women Entrepreneurs. TD helps women entrepreneurs achieve success and growth through its program of educational workshops, financing, and mentorship. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and follow the link to find out how TD can help. Given that we're currently experiencing a global level of trauma, and that this triggers fear and anxiety in most of us, I wanted to speak to Jackie to get her guidance. Jackie Lernardini's spiritual awakening took place when she supported a friend going through terminal illness several years ago. As she turned her focus inward to begin her own wellness journey, her intuitive clarity and vocation as a healer emerged. Since then, Jackie has studied with internationally renowned spiritual teacher and author Denise Lin. She trained for several years in techniques developed at the Berkeley Psychic Institute. Utilizing energy healing techniques that work with the ancient Indian chakra system, Jackie facilitates a healing process that brings us down a path of clarity, purpose, balance, creativity, health, and prosperity. Jackie founded Wellso Workshops in partnership with psychotherapist Casey Crown, who was a recent guest on the podcast. Here is my conversation with Jackie. So much for coming on to The Brand is Female. It's great to be able to speak to you and share some of your uh, wonderful insights. I want to start by asking you about your work. So for listeners who are not familiar with you or with Wellsoul Workshops, can you tell me a little bit more about your practice? Absolutely. And and thank you for, for um, speaking with me today. I, I'm really appreciative um, to be able to share um, the work that I do um, as a healer, as a energy healer, and as a um, wellness educator through my workshops with my um, partner, Casey Crown. Um, really, the goal of my work is to um, speak with clients or to connect with clients and to connect with other individuals who are on their journey toward um to wellness, to not only um, mental, physical, and emotional wellness, but also spiritual wellness. My work is really um, about knowing that we are at our core divinity, that we are divine beings of the light, we are energy, and that we are, um, we each have a vibration that is unique to who we are. And that vibration that we hold is comprised of light and shadow frequencies. And light at the core is love, shadow at the core is fear. And my work is about tapping into source energy, which I call divine, um, and which is an infinite, infinite well of light that is accessible to all of us simply by acknowledging its existence and calling it forward. And my work is about calling that light forward and working with the energy system, the chakra system that is the core of our being to illuminate our creativity, but at the same time to expose, to reveal where we're holding on to different fears within us um, so that they can be reframed, shifted, released, from your space. And when I, when I say that, when I, I'm saying it from the perspective that we are, we are electromagnetic. So we, what we focus on, what we, what we're holding within us is going to attract, um, frequencies, um, that are outside of us. So if we're holding on to fears and those fears are vibrating within our energy system, our soul wants the truth. The truth is that we are love at our core. Our soul wants us to remember that truth. In order to remember it, we have to become awakened to the fact that we're holding on to fears within our mind, body, and emotions and our spirit. And so as we see patterns in our 
in our life that we keep repeating that are holding us in a limited place or holding us in disharmony or disease, um, that they are meant for our growth and expansion. They're not meant to destroy us. They're meant to wake us up. And so as we start to attune to these experiences, we start to realize, well, I must be holding something within me that ha- is needs to be released from my space. But before I can release it, there's something to learn from it. What is it that I am here to know, here to learn? And that is basically, in essence, the purpose of our existence, the purpose of our embodiment is to become more enlightened. Every experience, every relationship is an opportunity for our growth and expansion, including what we're all experiencing now. And when we can start to see life from that perspective, I call it from the perspective of our soul. And then if we can move from not only getting that bird's eye view of everything that is around us, is for us, then what we can do is move into a state of what I call um, neutrality, which is trust. Trusting that whatever comes forward for me I will grow from whatever comes forward for me and those I love. I will know exactly what to do because I am not alone in this journey. I am connected through the divinity that is within me to an infinite source of light, love, creativity. And it is through that source that I am also connected to others, other souls, And that interconnectedness that we share through our divinity is what heals all of us individually and planetarily. And I I know that this is a extremely painful time for all of us. What I know about pain in the body, what I know about suffering, because the work I do is shadow work, I'm looking at pain that people hold within them all day long, you know, client after client, I'm working with them in their pain body. And what I know about it is that it only perpetuates into suffering if we fail to ask the question, what is my spiritual lesson here? What am I to know from this? Show me the way, spirit. Show me the way to a new understanding. And when we ask that question of the light, the light will answer. I trust that. I know that because I've seen it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, does that make sense? It does. So in a time like what we're going through now, and you touched on that a little bit when we, when we started speaking, um, from an energy standpoint, how do you explain the events that are unfolding in the situation we're finding ourselves in? And maybe there is no perfect, simple explanation, but from an energy standpoint, what does it mean? From an energy standpoint, when I look at the the energy of the virus itself, right? Um, what I see is that it vibrates at, at our worst fears. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not just from looking at it as an energy healer. That's from experiencing it. Um, right. <laughs> I was... <laughs> it's, it, so, I don't know why I'm laughing. It's not funny, but yes, you did no, experience it, it first. It is funny. <laughs> you know, I love that you laugh. I'm going to tell you why I love that you laugh. Because laughter is light. Mm-hmm. So I can cry or I can be angry mm-hmm. or I can be a victim of that virus. I mean, I was sick for what? 14 days, I'm still feeling um, a little weak. And I Mm -hmm. was on the phone with my own energy healer. I was and I worked my practice. And I never, I never got to a point where, you know, I couldn't breathe or any of that. But um, it was not a good time. Right. But and what I experienced, you know, on those nights when I was lying in bed, with body aches and all of that and a sore throat, et cetera, was that I was facing all these fears. Mm. 
all these really big fears, you know, financial fears, fears that I would get worse, not better, um, fears that I was going to, you know, even though I shut myself in my, my room for 14 days, I have three children mm. at home that are young adults and, you know, a fear that I would give it to them and then feel terrible. Um, my mom is elderly, thinking of her. Mm. I mean, I, it, it ran through all of it, feeling the the suffering of my community and my clients, not being able to show up for yeah. people, yeah. you know, when they needed me the most. It wasn't, it wasn't a good time. But what I do know is if I go into the poison of all those fears, mm-hmm. if I allow myself to stay in that darkness, it's important to feel it. We don't want to, you know, it's a phrase called spiritual bypass. We don't want to bypass our feelings. We don't want to, you know, think positive past our feelings. We want to feel them. It's important because when we feel we're revealing something, Mm -hmm. our feelings are frequencies. They tell us what is going on, what we're holding on to, pain in our body. It's already there. The virus didn't cause those feelings of fear to come mm-hmm. forward, those feelings of fear already exist within me. Right. I am holding them. I drew to me magnetically, not consciously, this experience. Mm-hmm. It's for my enlightenment. So I can choose to fight it and go into and, and sit in the poison of it. Or I can say, wait a minute, what am I to know? Oh, gosh, I've been holding this fear of not being enough, not showing up mm-hmm. to the point where I have not taken care of myself. For a year now, I've been working nonstop. Hmm, right. I have clients, I work probably 10 hour days, mm-hmm. not sometimes not having a day off for two weeks, or maybe just having an afternoon off, right? And not scheduling time. You know, I'm a a very physically fit person, but exercise was super important. I kind of put that aside. I put a lot of things aside and my mom's been telling me, my business partner's been telling me, you should take better care of yourself. You need more time for yourself. No, no, no. I need to do my work. I'm very dedicated to my work. Well, guess what? I didn't listen. Mm -hmm. I didn't listen about honoring myself more. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen to spirit when it whispered through me hearing a little voice. Maybe you should take a little time. I didn't listen when spirit raised its voice a little bit through my mom telling me, Jackie, you, you know, you're going to burn out. You, you should take some time. I didn't listen. I didn't listen to that louder voice inside myself saying, maybe you should slow down. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear the messages. So guess what? Spirit's going to whisper. Spirit's going to speak. Spirit's going to nudge you. And then spirit's going to knock you flat. (laughs) (laughs) Wake up. And it's not, you know, and I say spirit, what I mean, it's that energy within us, right? It's coming Mm -hmm. to the surface. Mm -hmm. It's a message. It's a message that's coming from within you. We Mm -hmm. are our core spirit. Mm -hmm. It's coming from our higher knowing saying, hello, this is what's needed for your Mm well-being. I didn't listen to it. I didn't practice what I knew because I said, no, no, no. The work I'm doing is important. I need to keep doing my work. Well, I got knocked out in a time when people needed me the most. Mm -hmm. My worst fear came to fruition. Yeah. And so this virus is is bringing our worst fears to the surface so that we can heal them. Right. Mm -hmm. Not so we can be destroyed. Right. Do I see that it's destructive on the planet? Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. Do I see that there is a darkness in this virus? Yes, there is. But I know that in darkness, if we can find the light the li- and focus on the light, it will expand. And that, that energy, that energy will push the darkness away. Mm-hmm. And I know that 
from the depth of my experience as a healer. I know that from the depth of my experience as a, as a soul, as a human, and I trust it. And from that trust, that's the trust that I call neutrality. It mm-hmm. is from that place of trust that I can be present in the moment. I can say in this moment, all things are well. And in this moment, I trust that I'll know what to do in the next moment Mm -hmm. if I stay attuned to the light that lives within me and all around me. Yes. And, And so that is what will shift the energy on the planet from fear to back to the light. If even a quarter of us, those of us who maybe don't have that immediate suffering happening in our life, right? Mm -hmm. Those of us who actually right now can take a deep breath. If we can take a deep breath and exhale and start to focus on what we're grateful for, that collective energy current can start to do its work. Mm -hmm. Because just like the virus, that energy, gratitude, is contagious. Right. And so those of us who can pull ourselves up, the more we can pull ourselves up, we can collectively pull others up with us mm-hmm. out of the muck of this, of this time. And, and what I find happening, though, um, and this is interesting, and you may have had the same experience, when we talk to people, people who, you know, actually everything's pretty okay with me, I feel pretty good, well, then, you know, especially when we're conscious, we start to think about everyone else. And then we think, well, I can't feel good. I'm, if I feel good, that, mm. that I need to feel bad because there's so much suffering. Yeah. You know, I feel guilty if I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I want to say, please don't do that. Please don't get in a, a, a game of comparison and contrast as who, who's suffering more, mm-hmm. right? Or... You know, oh my my suffering is 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 not as as tragic as you know my neighbor down the road. So I have no rights, and I and I don't want to be happy because look at this is terrible. No. I'm saying please don't do that. Please find the gratitude. Focus on the great what you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. Focus on what's beautiful in your life right now. Mm-hmm. The more you do that, the more light you bring into the planet and then take that light and offer it to others mm-hmm. simply by radiating your light like that, allowing it to come through you. It's light travels, it, it, right? Yeah. And it touches places that we can't see. Mm. It's beyond our, our scope of physical vision. And so if we begin to radiate at that frequency of love and gratitude, we will begin to shift things mm-hmm. through an energy perspective. And then we can start to take action in that light, in that gratitude. Maybe it's in the form of calling someone who you know is, is frightened mm-hmm. and just making them laugh for a minute, yeah. right? Laughter is the best medicine. I will say watch something funny mm-hmm. right yeah tune into tune into comedy central uh, my one of my friends has a, a show on comedy central his name's brad wallach he works with david spade and um their show is hilarious and i watch it and i laugh and i and i'm so grateful um and i said i said to brad we need you guys more than ever right yeah. now mm-hmm. we need to laugh and so you know if you if you make someone laugh, you're doing something beautiful. You're adding to the shift. You're helping. If you call and order groceries off of, you know, Amazon or whatever for a friend who you know maybe lost their job, mm-hmm. you're doing something amazing. Yeah. If yeah. you, you know, make a donation to a local food bank, whatever you can do. Nothing is too small. I think one of the biggest lessons from this virus is that uh, the cause and effect reality that we live in. 
if we can be conscious of the fact that even if we can't see or can't know the effect of the choices we make, it doesn't mean that we're not affecting one another. Mm-hmm. It just, it is, it is so far reaching. Um, and that's the thing. I think that's the beauty of this realization right now. We have how many, when do we know of a time when everyone on the planet is basically doing the same thing mm-hmm. or attempting to do the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Collectively, we're all staying home. Yeah. And making choices that not only are for our own health, but for the health of others. Mm-hmm. And and now I'm the thing that I'm most hopeful about is I would bet that more people than ever are looking to a source of comfort, looking toward mm-hmm. a universal energy, right? That can we're praying, you know, for lack whatever you call whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Contemplation, prayer, um, meditation, asking, asking for support of a of a force of light, mm-hmm. and by calling that force of light, force of light in, on such a level, right? Such a uh, a level is exponentially greater than the number of people. It's a it's a time where, frankly real awakening can happen a real shift can happen yeah and and that's that's a wonderful thing the only way it can really happen is if we offer a helping hand to one another Mm -hmm. in any way shape or form that we can possibly do so and again it comes from just first of all finding a little bit of light within you and around you and your immediate um line of focus Mm -hmm. because what we focus on we create and if we set an intention of love and light and we focus on that attention we have the capability of of doing it because we're magical beings right we are creative beings our divinity gives us magic This season of The Brand is Female is made possible with the support of TD Bank Group Women Entrepreneurs. Confidently building your business takes sound advice plus guidance to the right connections, tools, and resources. As a woman entrepreneur myself, I know I need all the support I can get. What's great about TD Services for Women in Business is their collaboration-based approach. They work with both internal and external partners that can provide education, financing, mentoring, and community support. TD employees are able to be proactive in the advice and guidance they give to women in business. They can facilitate and connect you through workshops, coaching, and mentorship, and they engage other like-minded business leaders in an authentic way so we can share experiences and learn from each other. So something that we learned at WellSoul and something that stuck with me that I've been thinking about uh, a lot recently is that process of you have to feel it to reveal it to heal it. So the feelings, even though they can they can tie to fear, they can tie to negative uh, emotions. And I think there's a lot of people who feel these negative things coming up um, during this crisis. As you said, it can be you know just the fear about our health, the fear the fear about what's happening with the economy, and there's everyone has a different set of, of fears. Um, and then the the revealing happens so we we you know we experience them they come up we uh it's it's in some cases it can be easy to have these fears really consume us and that's when we go into panic or extreme anxiety um where's the line between yes and you you talked about how there's a reason they're coming up there's a reason these events are happening because we have to be able to heal from these fears and to first understand what they are and that's when the healing can start happening where's the line between identifying what these fears are and then turning into okay i want to find a light i want to be able to find gratitude in what i'm going through every day but how do we make sure that we're actually doing that work with addressing that fear and that negative feeling 
That's a great question. So feelings are information. Feelings are frequencies. So light, light frequencies, ethereal frequencies are love, truth, compassion, empathy, generosity, honor, etc. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, shadow frequencies are dense. Shadow frequencies are rooted in fear. The shadow is what I call a lie. Light is what I call truth, mm-hmm. right? So when we're feeling pain in the body, pain in the body is bent energy. Shadow bends our energy. Shadow bends the light because it's dense. It's rigid, right? We talk about a simple way of thinking about it is if laughter is the light, then seriousness, you know, and we're serious and we can't, we won't budge on something. Mm-hmm. That's rigid, right? Yeah, yeah. It's usually because it's rooted in a fear. Mm. And fear is a lie. And so those fears we are created within us because we have a usually a traumatic experience. Now trauma is on a spectrum, right? Some trauma can be like right now is a pretty big trauma, mm. right? It's a very impactful or if you get in a car accident, that trauma, that mm. physical trauma when you think about then there's smaller traumas. Somebody says something to us when we're a young child that creates a limiting belief that we hold, mm-hmm. okay? So whether it's something like, you know, you get teased in school for how you look, so now you, you believe that I'm different, I look different than everybody else, therefore I'm less than, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not as good as everybody else here. And, and so you hold that limiting belief. That's a pain you're holding within you. Mm-hmm. you. Or when you grow up, you remember that it was a struggle to put food on the table for your family. So you never knew when your next meal was coming. Now you're holding the trauma of scarcity, mm-hmm. right? That I, I, I don't know if I can take care of myself. Those are limiting beliefs that we hold. Experiences then come in that reinforce those lies. For me, as growing up, I I had that belief that um, I wasn't enough, that I was different, therefore I was less than, right? I held on to that. And so I would always second guess myself, my own knowing and if you look, if I look back, there are patterns that I've experienced um, because of that belief. Mm-hmm. Now, if I was to talk myself out of out of it and deny it, right? So I'm feeling it. So when I walk in a room, I I am shy and I'm embarrassed to to greet people because I I don't know that I'll fit in because I I feel like I, I'm an oddball all the time. It's awkward. Well. If I continue to do that, then um, I'm giving into that, right? Mm-hmm. Into that lie that I'm less than because I'm different. But what happens if I say to myself, why is it that I always feel this pain? This pain of not wanting to walk into a group of people. What is it about that? What am I to know from this? And if I sit with it or if I seek support around it, because now it's gotten to the point where it actually hinders my ability to live, right? To socialize and to get out there. Um, Then I'm I'm awakening to it. I'm starting to awaken to it because I'm stuck. And there's information there. And if I start to explore what that information is, that's the reveal. If I say, what am I to know from this? As I learn that, oh, what I'm really to know is that the lie is that I'm less than. The truth is that I'm different. And that's a beautiful truth. And I can own that that truth. And I can let go of the bit about less than. Mm -hmm. Because I'm holding on to this judgment that is holding me hostage, imprisoning me in this pain that is actually separating me from my community. And so now I can start to see how I'm different, but it's being different. We're all different. Mm -hmm. We're all unique. 
And now I'm in acceptance of who I am and I'm showing compassion to myself. And that's, that's the healing that comes. Right. So does that make sense? So then these fears that come up in a, in a situation like what we're in now, it is sitting with them, as you say, thinking about them and then, but finding out why, why they come up and almost like the root cause of it. And then understanding that it's not necessarily a, a fully rational thing. As you're saying, the, per, right. the person who is not, um, who feels like they're going to be the, the oddball in a group all the time, that, that's, that's not real, right? They, they certainly feel it. So it's understanding it's not real and then seeing what the truth and the light actually is in the, in the situation. Right. It's, it's, un, it's real, but it's not true. Right. Yeah, it's so, real to does us. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's real to you. And you have experiences where you can say, hey, I've had this experience. I'm telling you, it's real. Mm-hmm. Right? People, I've been teased. I've, I've been embarrassed in, in front of a crowd. I've had these experiences. Um, it's real. It is real, but it's not true. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right now, and maybe, you know, and that example that I gave you is a simple example to explain the process of mm-hmm. feeling, right, revealing and healing. What we're dealing with now on, on, on a large scale is a very, is a deeper trauma, mm-hmm. a deeper fear. And it's the fear of scarcity. Yeah. It's the fear of, um, of insecurity. I am not safe. You know, what's happening with people is not only do they feel like the foundation underneath them is crumbling, at the same time they feel the sky is falling. So we're, we're, we're in this place where we feel so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And that is overwhelming to people right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's completely real. It's completely understandable. Mm-hmm. But what I want to say is that doesn't make it true. Mm-hmm. Because we do have a say. We can do something that will help us all to be safe. Mm-hmm. Because we can care about one another. Yeah. We can lean on one another. And if we collectively agree to that, we will come out of this. So that's the point of, I believe, this experience. If we can all say, what can I do? Mm -hmm. Not only to keep myself safe, but what can I do that is going to consider the highest and best good of all concerned, including myself? You know, I had this client yesterday, she has a small business and she said, I'm doing everything I can to keep, to keep paying my employees right now. Because I know if I go and if I start thinking in what's going to happen in August, I, I, I would cut my salaries, right? I would cut my, my, um, my payroll, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to think about what's happening this month. Mm-hmm. How can I do it this month? Yeah. And then I'll cross the bridge when the next month comes. Mm-hmm. And she's coming from a place of strength and knowing that she will figure it out and that she's not alone. Mm-hmm. And that's that trust part. That's that part of saying, I am going to focus on what I can do now in the present. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be realistic i know the possibilities i know the probabilities of of the reality of what we're all experiencing i'm not going to ignore them but they're not going to rule me i'm going to make choices now that i believe are for the collective good but are also have my highest and best good um, under consideration and in doing that I can do that little bit apart to shift things. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so identifying, yes, I'm afraid. Yes, I'm afraid that there won't be enough. Where is that fear coming from? 
that fear is coming from a place inside me that I'm already holding that may be set in a trauma. Like for me, my scarcity pictures are, I remember, you know, being seven and my parent having to eat pasta every night for dinner because that's all the money that we had, right? So that's all we could afford. And my dad saying, this is enough. We have to change this. And, and, and I remember that trauma, that fear. And, and I know that part of my scarcity pictures are rooted in that. Mm-hmm. But is that my reality right now in this moment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I have a pantry full of food. Mm-hmm. So right now. And did what happened to me then? Did I starve to death? No. no. Because I'm right here in this moment. Yeah. And in this moment, I am safe. And in this moment, I am capable. And I know that there I can walk out my door. I could call a friend. Can't really walk out our door, yeah. but we can if we have to, right? We can. I mean, if we have to, mm-hmm. we can knock, say to our neighbor from six feet yeah. away, yeah. you know, with a mask on. Yeah. Can you spare something for me? And because we're all going through this, I would bet that neighbor is going to say, yes, please. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How can I help you? Yeah. And and it's very interesting because you you talked about finding finding the light and finding those happy moments and, and, and the gratitude practice. There is already, because we've been in this maybe about two weeks, a little less than two weeks, there are so many wonderful examples of individuals helping each other, uh, helping people in need, you know, putting the needs of somebody else's first or, or really, you know, lending a hand where, so it feels almost like we weren't really taking care of each other enough before this happened, right? And just all the phone calls and all the Zoom and the the video calls that everyone is doing. I mean, I've had more conversations on the phone with friends and family members in the past 10 days than in the past six months, I think. So it's almost like that correction is already happening that, wow, we didn't take the time to care for each other. Uh, Exactly. And I, I I would say that collectively... No, I mean we don't take care of our each other, and we don't we're not taking care of our Ourselves. planet. Yeah, and the planet, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And the planet, and so, it, listen, there is no judgment in ethereal frequencies. First of all, right. there's no right, wrong, good, bad, winner, loser. That doesn't exist in love. Mm-hmm. Now, recognizing where we're coming from, which I call discernment, does exist. Mm-hmm. So. The question is, what am I about to think? What am I about to say? What am I about to do? From which place am I coming from? If I'm coming from my pain, right? My pain pictures, where I feel less than or inadequate, I'm going to make choices that are in lies Mm -hmm. because those frequencies are shadow, they're lies. And, And whether or not I intend to create um, suffering, I am mm-hmm. because I'm not in my truth, mm-hmm. meaning I'm not acting from places of love. And so when we begin to look at our thoughts, our words, our actions, and we say, is this coming from a place of kindness, compassion, and love, forgiveness? And if it's not, stop. Don't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. And because the ripple effect of our choices in the shadow go far beyond what we can even imagine as we are seeing. Mm-hmm. So if I look at something and if we look at things right now and we say, how can I show love? How can I walk in the light right now? How can I make a choice that's in the light? And, and honor that, honor our truth. That's how we are going to collectively find the light together. That's how we're going to raise ourselves out of this um, suffering more quickly. Because light travels at the speed of light, right? right? Yeah. So think about 
you know, we can push this thing away as fast as it came upon us if we can all join in asking the simple question, what can I do right now that is not only for my highest and best good, but the highest and best good of all concerned? There, you don't have to sacrifice yourself mm-hmm. for the good of all. You need to consider yourself, but you need to consider yourself in your truth, meaning in your divinity. And that is simple. And we talked about the feelings, right? Feel it, reveal it, to heal it. Our feeling, am I feeling when I do this, compassion for my fellow man? Mm-hmm. Am I feeling compassion for myself? Mm-hmm. Am I honoring my truth? And when I say truth, it's not your opinion. That's honesty. It's honoring your truth at your core. Mm-hmm. Am I honoring my light? And if we're going to honor our light, then I am going to most definitely share my can of chili with my neighbor, right? Because for some reason, when I went to buy food to kind of, I didn't stockpile like hoard because I (laughs) I wasn't in fear. I was mindful. But when I went to the store, I'm like, what could I buy that would last on the shelf if I need some? And I I bought vegetarian chili. So I I would certainly share that. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if I was hungry and put myself, I would want someone to share with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I walk down the street often and believe you me, I am on this journey with everybody else. And I am not walking on water and making choices in love and light every second of the day. If I did, I wouldn't have to still be embodied right. because I would be an enlightened being. Right. If you're on the planet, if, you're, if you exist right now, there is something for us all to know mm-hmm. so that we can grow and expand and that's okay compassion means i'm perfectly imperfect Mm -hmm. if we start to judge others and we judge ourselves harshly on what's right and what's wrong and black and white that's that's not coming from love but if we start to say hey are you are you right now relating to me from a fear Mm -hmm. well i'm not going to agree with you in that fear i'm not going to meet you in fear I'm going to meet you in compassion Mm -hmm. and if you want to keep throwing fear at me go ahead that's about you I'm going to stand here and I'm going to say to you no thank you I'm going to set a boundary through honor not from judgment I'm not going to vilify you because I need to understand why we're not connecting Mm -hmm. I don't need to judge you I just need to stand in the truth of what I know right. and do it as best as I can. That's forgiveness and that's freedom. And that's what we need more than anything right now is to be in the place of forgiveness, not judgment and, and, not, and not judge ourselves. Make choices as best we can in the light, as best we can. And when we don't do it, have compassion and say, okay, next time I will. Mm-hmm. Or go back and try to do it over again. Mm-hmm. That's what karma is anyway. Karma is having a do-over. Mm-hmm. Right. Last time I had the same situation, I chose to act in fear or scarcity or judgment or competition. And now I'm facing the same situation. Here I am again. Mm-hmm. Am I going to make agreements and act out of those shadows again? Or am I going to step into the light and connect to that core of who I am and be in my truth Mm -hmm. and honor my truth? And when we honor our truth, it may not be pleasing to others. But if it's in truth, we're doing our job and we're showing up for one another in that way. Mm -hmm. Does does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Um, For those listening who maybe are less familiar with you know energy work and and this type of practice what are some practical Mm -hmm. things um that we can do um again i think there's just a lot of anxiety and fear so when we want to uh (laughs) when we want to deal with those big feelings that are coming up and, and all the fear so you've mentioned a gratitude practice which can be as simple as taking a moment any day of any time of the day to think or even list the things that we're grateful for. What are some other tips that you could share? 
well, staying present. So um, I, I work with my partner, Casey Crown, who is an uh, integrative psychotherapist. And we have a, a company called WellSoul. Mm-hmm. And, there are, and, I, and I know you had Casey on um, yes. a week ago or something. And she talked a lot about our, our, our five pillars. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'll, I'll briefly touch on them. The first, you know, what we believe in the practice that, that she and I um, share, and I say share because it, again, you know, we're both on the journey and we're, we're, we're still, we practice this and it's what helps us um, get through times like these. It's not, doesn't mean that we've perfected anything, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Because again, we're all on the journey. One is realizing that that's not the first pillar, but I want to say that first, realize that, please. Be in compassion right now. That's compassion is the road to loving the self. And when we love ourself, we radiate love out and we are able to share that love with other people and also receive love more purely. Um, but practic- with a practical uh, methods that I use is one, is, is the attitude of gratitude, right? But our pillars is about embodied presence. And in first, what that means is be present in the moment. Stop and say, in this moment, all is well. And in the moment, if all isn't well, that's when you look around and say, what is it in this moment? Where can I find a spot where I can find gratitude? Or where can I see that something is trying to work for me or where do I need to ask what is it in this moment that I need to know so I can shift out of this pain that I'm in Mm -hmm. and that goes back to what we were talking about the feeling right I'm feeling fear in this moment how can I bring myself to the present how can I look around who can I call for support who Um, where is it within me that this fear is really coming from? How can I pull it out and, and shift it? We can do those things. We are the most capable of healing when we're present in the moment. Mm -hmm. Anxiety is future tripping. It's playing the what if game, right? Pain and suffering sometimes is because we're in the past. Well, this happened in the past and it was awful. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, we're not in the past. You're not there anymore. You're right here, right now. And where can I have support? Right here, right now. And the first place I go is to the divine. Mm -hmm. I ask. I call in the light. And for me, it it doesn't matter to me what you call the the light if you call it god doesn't it, yeah it, it's it doesn't have to be to about you. religion or it can be or it doesn't matter exactly just call it in mm-hmm. just call the light in it's love if you want to just call it love call it love if you want to call it a universal higher power it doesn't matter to me i call it divinity because that's what speaks to me that's what i that's what i share that's what works mm-hmm. i'm sh- i'm sharing tools that that um i've been practicing for 12 years um and so getting present in the moment and when in that moment we'd feel a dis-ease call in the divine light mm-hmm. and ask please be with me Please be with me and show me the way through this moment with a message I will understand. That's for my highest and best good and the highest and best good of all concerned. Mm -hmm. Simple prayer. That simple prayer and then wait. The other thing is to call your energy. This is more of an energy tool. Call your energy home into the present. Even if everything's swirling around you, 
your energy is becoming fragmented by the conflict or the chaos. We get knocked out of our body by conflict and chaos, right? It mm-hmm. knocks our energy back because it's pain. It's like shock. You, you know, the, the most dramatic case is when you see people who are actually in shock. Mm-hmm. They're not there, right? They're, they're catatonic because their spirits left the body. And then they come back to, to their being and they're like, what happened? I don't even know what happened. Well, they don't know, you don't know what happened because your spirit said, this is painful. Mm-hmm. I'm out of here. Call your spirit home. By, you, you can do that by saying your name three times. Mm-hmm. Your full name three times. Your name is a harmonic that is attuned to your soul. We are harmony when we're at our wellness. So call your, your spirit home. By just simply saying your name three times, that will get you more present. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing is setting a high frequency intention. We are magical, intentional beings. We are creative. That is part of our divinity. Everything we do, we create. So set an intention for what it is that you want to create. Like right now, I want to create wellness within my physical body. Mm-hmm. I want to create wellness for the planet. That is my intention. My intention is to spread love. In this moment, I want to experience love. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. And so that's, that's really essential. So I'm setting a high frequency intention. Now, I, wanna, I want to spread love. Now I'm going to go to our next pillar, which is focused attention. What we focus on, we create. Mm-hmm. We are electromagnetic. We are in a constant state of radiating and receiving energy. If I'm setting my intention, setting my frequency at love, if I focus on it, I will create it. Mm-hmm. So if I realize that I am not just creating on my own, that I'm actually a Mm co-creator and that my partner in all of this is divinity, Mm -hmm. is the magical creative universe Mm -hmm. in which all things are possible. So even if I don't believe or trust that I can do something on my own, if I can trust that the divine will show up for me, then I can realize my magic and I can step into it with ease and grace by simply saying, I am wanting to co-create this with the divine. All things are possible in my divinity. And then I attune my focus to that, to exactly how I want to experience something Mm -hmm. based on my intention that's how we begin to create in this reality experiences and relationships that are in alignment with our intention. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, we begin to realize ease and grace in all things, including ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we, we practice neutrality. We trust neutrality, in my perspective, when I say to someone, let's get neutral. Neutral is an energy. Neutrality means, okay, it goes beyond faith. It goes beyond belief. It steps into a knowing through building a relationship with spirit, right? Building a relationship with the interconnectedness of ourselves with not only spirit, but with other souls, others. As we build those relationships, meaning I'm going to show up in truth, again, ethereal truth, energy frequencies, then I can know, I can be neutral, I can begin to see that every experience, every relationship is for my growth and expansion toward enlightenment, then I can begin to move through those most difficult times through that trust and knowing that I am safe in my vulnerability. I don't need to be in control. 
because I can trust that no matter what comes forward, I'm never alone and I can move through it. And I will move through it and I will become expanded from it in some way, shape or form, right? Acceptance. And through that knowing, I can now move into taking action, which is our fifth pillar, which is wise action. Wise action knowing that if I... If I choose to practice pillars one through four, I will make choices through those, that knowing, that will be wise and that will begin to bring in grace and that will harmonize not only within me, my life, my healing, my physical well-being, I should say, Mm -hmm. but it will also harmonize everything that is around me. So I will become attuned to living my life in a purposeful way that is in alignment with my highest and best good and the highest best good of everyone. Mm-hmm. Was that very uh, good advice? Helpful. Okay, good. <laughs> it's a lot, but you know, I suggest to people take it one step at a time. Yes. Right. Be present. Yes. And. The grounding meditation, which is I know is part of the of the practice at at Well Soul, and for yes. you, also can mm-hmm. be a good place to start. And I think what's beautiful now is a lot of people who were interested in meditation don't you know mm-hmm. haven't dabbled in it yet. Well, we have a little bit mm-hmm. more time these days, and we're at home, we can make mm-hmm. space for it. So it's mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. it's a great time to see if it feels right. So one thing that that um, Casey and I really share with our um with our clients and also with our well soulers is mm-hmm. what we call them um is that our practice is an active practice right it it is meant it, it you're it embody the practice it doesn't mean you have to go sit in a closed room and meditate mm-hmm. matter of fact when we're sitting in a closed room with a candle lit right and it's all warm and cozy and mm-hmm. we're meditating that feels really good and that's really enriching and nourishing and i and i do that and i i am a, a i think whatever practice of contemplation that feeds you mm-hmm. is is what you should do um the other thing i want to say before i move on is it is so important that your relationship with your divinity your relationship with your wellness is your relationship mm-hmm. that nothing comes in between you and your inner knowing right you know what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Your clarity, your knowing is yours. Mm-hmm. You should have seniority over that. And I feel very strongly about that. It's never about, don't take my practice and think it's better than yours. Mm-hmm. Take maybe something I, I'm sharing and integrate it into what you're already doing. But make it yours. Make it your own. And, and that's the biggest thing. But, but what I want to say about the active form of meditation is, for me, why, why I really gravitated toward this practice is because when I'm standing in a room and all hell's breaking loose, that's when I need to be practicing. I need to be integrating right. yeah. my spiritual practice. And yeah. so I will ground myself. If I'm in a room... And it's stressful and I can feel myself getting stressed and I can feel myself, you know, losing my ability to communicate effectively or to think straight. I will say my name three times. Mm-hmm. Call my spirit back because I know in the presence I'm going to be capable. I'm going to come back and I'm going to be able to look at what's going on and I'm going to be able to go into discernment and say, okay, what frequency is happening here right now? All right, I'm going to ask the divine, please come and support me. Show me the way. Give me the words. I'm going to run my energy, which we haven't really talked a lot about, but running energy is a practice of calling divine energy forward in through your chakra system, calling it in from the cosmic current of energy and calling it up from the earth, the crystalline earth energy to come up through our chakra system, up through our feet or in through our crown chakra, top of the head and asking this light to come in and push away any energetic debris 
that is causing a dis-ease or a disharmony in the moment. Mm -hmm. And if you're standing there at the grocery line and somebody just cuts you off and you feel yourself getting angry or somebody just said something that was very hurtful and you find yourself wanting to lash back out, stop. Say your name three times. Ask the divine to please bring in the color of gold, light, in through your crown chakra, top of your head. Ask it to flood your entire being. This is truth energy. This is love energy. It will push that feeling away so that you have a chance to stop and go, why am I feeling that way? What am I to know from this experience? Later on, maybe you're going to ask that, but in the moment, you're going to say, okay, wait, now I'm going to, I'm present. I'm going to be calm. I'm not going to react or respond in kind. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a moment in which I can take a pause and I can be in my capability. And whatever I do next is actually going to be creative rather than destructive. Mm -hmm. Right. It's going to help me move through this situation. Mm -hmm. And that's what I mean about an active form of meditation. That's what I mean about embodying your spiritual practice integrating it in the moment in those moments you need it the most Mm -hmm. it's easy to go sit in my room and be spiritual right (laughs) right with some candles lit up (laughs) yeah it's easy to be like oh Mm -hmm. this is you know but but what we want to do is we want to integrate our spiritual Mm -hmm. practice into the moment where it actually allows us one to spread truth and love but also to be capable so that then we can trust that no matter what hits us in our face we're going to get through it and we're going to get through it with grace right and we're going to come out stronger rather than destroyed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then that is where we find neutrality and in that is where we find true peace and, and so that's why the practice of running energy really is an act, you know, it's a prayer as well. It's saying, okay, spirit, jump in here. I could use a little assistance. And when we do that, then we know we're never alone. Mm-hmm. And we always feel safe in our vulnerability because we know that at any time we can shift something through that connection to the divine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. love it and I'm going to ask you a question that I and we and we spoke about you know about energy work and we spoke about what people are experiencing now so a little off topic but the answer could be related uh, it's my favorite question to ask guests on a podcast and it is what do you wish women would do more of uh What I wish women would do more of is honor their truth. Mm -hmm. Honor their truth in a way that they own who they are, including their shadow. Mm. So I guess in a nutshell, I wish women would laugh at themselves more. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I love that. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Have compassion right. for yeah. yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, we don't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. For so long, I think we've felt that we've, we've had to show up as the perfect mom or the perfect executive or the perfect, you know, homemaker or the perfect baker um, because we were trying to prove something. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing to prove. Yeah. All there is, is is space and time for us to show that we're all on a journey together. Mm-hmm. And our connection through that, that knowing, through compassion for one another, is really what makes us stronger. Mm-hmm. And so if we can laugh at our shadow, right? Yeah. Laugh at our foibles, laugh at our imperfections, and say, hey, I'm on a journey I'm going to laugh at this. That's where we're going to really step into owning who we are. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Jackie. That was great. Uh, Thank you. It was an honor to speak with you. 
it, the honor is, is mine and we'll share the meditation with everyone. We'll include a link to it because I think it's a very helpful practice. So thank you. Stay oh, safe. I appreciate that. Thank you. You too. And thank you for your, your time and thank you for um, what you do and bringing stories um, to all of us so that we can be inspired by one another. I, I really appreciate what you do. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you to TD Bank Group, Women Entrepreneurs, further support of The Brennis Female. You've got it in you to succeed. Let TD help guide you. Visit thebrennisfemale.com slash podcast and click on the TD logo. Thank you for listening and stay safe.